Righto, Willie. It's time we have a bit of fun with a fan favourite. And boy, oh boy, is this a favourite of mine. The Simpsons is perhaps my favourite cartoon series of all time, so it's only natural that the comedic genius of the show translates superbly to Radical Entertainment's 2003 action-adventure The Simpsons Hit and Run. Hit and Run sees the player take control of the Simpsons family as they attempt to solve the cause behind some mysterious occurrences around Springfield, including the disappearance of Bart. Taking a leaf from Rockstar's famous Grand Theft Auto series, what we're treated to here is an over-the-top third-person action-adventure where cars are crashed, things are smashed, and total mayhem reigns. Springfield is your playground. Loaded with all of your favourite characters from the famous TV series, The Simpsons Hit and Run is an absolute blast to play and the Rumble Pack is here to tell you why. Hit it, Smithers. Uh, Jimbo? Spoilers ahead, over. The Simpsons. Welcome to this episode of the Rumble Pack Podcast, episode number one nine. I'm here with Luke. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Will. How are you? I'm very well. We're here to talk about a game from one of the most epic, best, funniest uh, animated series of all time, The Simpsons. And I don't know why I'm saying one of, because it is. I don't care what anyone says. It's the best anime. The most famous. It's definitely the most Most universally popular. Uh, yeah, for sure. And the longest running, I'd say. Uh, I, I'm assuming. It's still going, for God's sake. It's yeah, you'd say so. It's 15 years past the table. Yeah, it's only close rival would be South Park, which is which started about five years later at least. Yeah. So, the king. Yeah, South Park's still, still going as well, right? Yeah. Still yep. funny or... Yeah, still funny <laughs> because as we'll as we'll uh, sort of show by talking about this game being made in 2003 uh, and some of the, uh, I guess, the content and humor in it is quite uh, not, wouldn't be probably put in a kid's game these days or a family-friendly game no. these days, even though it's nothing uh, graphic or anything. It's just sort of uh, just a sign of the times. Mm. Uh, South Park is 100% not backing down from any of that. No. Even though it's 2021. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will ever be uh, caught in terms of... I don't think they'll ever age. Well, this game is rated G. Oh, there you go. G, G rating in Australia, which is the uh, nicest, weakest rating you can get, I suppose. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Well, who... Who would have thought that uh, a G-rated game could have the word sexy in it so many times? Yeah. 2003, <laughs> man. Those were the, yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Oh, nine-year-old nine us, we were all about sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had no idea what the <laughs> hell any of that was. No, no. I don't think we do still. So, no, we The don't. Simpsons, uh, I wanted to start off the conversation with uh, asking you Someone of a burning question, but you might not have the answer, but... I haven't even warmed up. Good. This is a good time to ask. I ain't ready for this heat. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's not, it's not that hot, but what do you think is your favorite, if you have one, Simpsons episode, just to start off the bat, just to talk about the Simpsons generally? Do you have a favorite Simpsons episode or memory? Oh, crikey. Uh, 
Well, you're definitely definitely the resident Simpsons nut. Mm. Uh, I was I was of the uh, the family where um, yeah, mum mum thought it was too too adult to let us fully watch it every night. <laughs> I'm going to ask her about so, that. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, you should, you should. Uh, we uh, no, we still we still uh, watched it bits and pieces. I think uh, one of the most the more prominent ones was the. The, one of the Halloween episodes. I can't remember. I always loved the Halloween episodes when I was a mm. kid because they were just sort of, to me, they were creepy uh, at the time. Yep. Uh, the Plough King episode or Mr. Plough. Mr. Plough, yeah. Mr. Plough. That's always uh, always there. Yeah, it's a classic. It's uh, one of my favorites is Mr. Plough as well. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, you know, even like the barbers- Barbershop Quartet one. Yep. All these sort of... I can't. I probably couldn't tell you my favorite. It'll probably come to me through the episode as we talk about mm. it. Uh, which I, which if it does, I'll, I'll uh, shout it out to you in the middle of your sentence. So, yeah, for sure. That's uh, fine. So I, I can't be, t- I can't be too specific. I wish I could be more, but I can't be. No, that's that's fine. I think my favorite episode, it, Mister Plow, was is always been one of my favorite episodes. It's just got so many funny gags in it, and there's also uh, the beer baron episode where Bard and Homer. Um, Make make beer in the mm. basement with Mo, um, but I, it's a kind of a weak pick, I'd say, because it's pretty pretty common to be people's favorite. But and I never used to be my favorite, but my favorite episode now is probably uh, the monorail episode uh, where where Lyle Landley brings the monorail to Springfield. Um, it's written by Conan O'Brien, and it is it is just there's so many funny bits in it. I'll, we'll have to watch it together when you're here next. I'd love to watch it again. Like it, it, yeah, it never sure. gets old. It's it's just funny every single time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so okay. yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. probably my favorite episode. Oh, and one other top episode of mine is uh, the one where Homer goes to goes back to college uh, because at the start of the episode, the nuclear inspectors come to the power plant and Homer gets put into a simulation <laughs> and he somehow melts the simulation truck even though it's not real <laughs> and they send him to college to get a, to get another degree for nuclear physics or some crap so yeah it's that's one of the best episodes as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've probably i've probably seen like you know 30 to 40% of the episodes yeah i reckon where you've probably besides the later ones for you but you've probably seen 90% of it through its entire history, I reckon. Yeah. So I come, I come at this episode as the layman, the the common observer who very much knows, uh, you know, eighty percent of what Simpsons is about and everything. But you come in with the the loaded gun, and uh, yeah, I we know we know that we know that the mega fan out there, your cousin Liam, would be uh, nerding his head off. His head will be exploding just listening to the first five minutes. Probably he's probably yelling into the like into his uh, headset or. Or a car speak or whatever, like all these quotes that he's coming up with from all these episodes. <laughs> oh as well. yeah, huge Simpsons nut, Liam. We should get, we should have him on one time. Maybe we'll do a bonus on like the Simpsons yeah. movie or something like that. We should have him on because yeah. he, he he cracks cracks us up with his Simpsons quotes. It's so good. <laughs> He'll be out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be out of control. Anyway, Liam, this one's for you, yeah, buddy. For sure. My, one of my best mates, Jake, uh, on the, in Queensland, loves the Simpsons as well. So I'm sure he'll be frothing this episode, or at least I hope. Uh, <laughs> So the Simpsons, uh, the Simpsons Hidden Run, is a sort of sandbox type uh, GTA spin on the Simpsons. They sort of just took what mm. Grand Theft Auto does and put it into the Simpsons world, uh, when the game sort of primarily focused on driving. 
like you pretty much everything mm. you do in the game you just you're just driving like every single mission involves driving around springfield collecting things or, or knocking another cars off the road and and things like that it's really mm. not that much to the game honestly no but it's it's very it's yeah it's very gta expired inspired the uh almost as like a family friendly version of it uh but because we we know that and i think we'll touch on it a bit later like at this uh I guess it's like it's like, it's like a spiritual successor to the Simpsons Road Rage, but beefed up to a whole new level. Uh, but it's sort of really, uh, I don't know. It just it's just a full, really well-rounded package, like GTA. It's it's quite a. Yeah. It's it's sort of surprising how well it's held up too. I think mm. it's yeah, it's held up pretty well. I think when you look at the visuals now, they they're a bit gross. Like even in like you look at the characters' yeah, eyes, they. <laughs> They just look funny, sort of popping out of their heads. This just not just not correct at all. Oh. <laughs> but for yeah. 2003, not bad at all, I'd say. No, not bad yeah. at all. But yeah, those are the 3D character models. Uh, they actually remind me a lot of uh, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, which I yeah. think would have come out in I think about 2003 as well. Mm. And that was uh, like a game changer at the time, or oh, not a game changer, but at least all the all of us kids at that age were like. So pumped for this new animated, 3D animated movie coming out. And if you look at it now, it is like awful animation. For sure. For sure. But uh, but in this game, yeah, to, speaking, looking back at this, um, at Hit and Run, looking at the 3D animation and their uh, their eyes just being like unblinking for so long. <laughs> it's actually it's actually so creepy because yeah. there's just no expression on their faces whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, you're right. When I was watching the mm. a lot of the cutscenes for the game yesterday, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Their eyes just don't don't move at all. It's it's just super weird. Yeah, but then in uh, when we see Kang and Kodos when they came into this game, mm. they've got one eye, which you think would be even more daunting to look at, but they actually blink really well. Oh uh, yeah. So where did those blink mechanics come yeah, from? Yeah, no idea. No idea. <laughs> it might be a it might be a just thing of the people of Springfield that they don't blink much, like they how they've got four fingers instead of five. You know, they're just freaks. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So the game features a the hit and run meter in the bottom left of the screen, which is essentially uh, where police cars will come after you if the if the meter gets too high, a la GTA. So it's like. Yeah, if you, uh, mm. y- you bump in the cars or run over people in the side of the street or, you know, smash up fences and things like that, you'll, your meter will go up. If you get captured, you'll... Like a, like a wanted meter, I suppose. Yeah, it's pretty much a wanted meter, yeah. If, if you lose... Uh, if you get caught by the police, you lose 50 coins, which you use coins in this game to buy uh, sort of bonus outfits and cars and things like that. But no, and I don't from memory know how much 50, losing 50 coins is actually would actually affect you, like... I'm not sure how, uh, how the currency works. Is that a lot to lose or is that not much? I, I really mm. don't remember. But I think uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure later in the game where uh, where one police car would come after you if your meter's too high, I think it, it goes up to two or three cars later in the game. little tidbit. Um, okay. But yeah, coins can be gained by hitting objects uh, around the map such as trees or, or mailboxes, stuff like that. Destroying the wasp camera cameras around the city gives you a lot of coins also the buzz cola machines which uh is part of the story which we'll get into but 
there are also coins scattered around the map for just sort of simple collection purposes. Because you got to remember too that this game came out, yeah, 2003, sort of right at the tail end of the 3D platformer craze, I'd say. So, like, you know, you got all those 3D platformers mm. in the late 90s to early 2000s where collectathons were the sort of basis of the whole game. So, even though this is a mm. sort of GTA-like game, there's still that collecting aspect around the map with the coins, which uh, is unsurprising to me. No, well, it's a, yeah, it it's really is a totally family-friendly friendly spin on GTA, which is all about, you know, uh, killing innocents and running over hookers, as everyone knows. Mm. <laughs> this game just lets you collect collect things in a in more in a more family friendly environment, albeit more slapstick slapstick violence. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, with the with the driving too, if you think about the driving mechanics in the game, which is literally ninety five percent of the game is driving. So two thousand one, a game a Simpsons game came out called The Simpsons Hidden Run. Uh, which is basically like a Simpsons spin on Crazy Taxi, where you've got a. Did you say Hidden Run? Hidden Run, same name. Did I call it Hidden Run? No. Oh, sorry. The Simpsons Road Rage came out in two thousand and one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> did I say it's a Hidden Run twice? My bad. If I did. Yeah, I was like, fancy naming something so similar two years later. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't doubting your knowledge. But now I do. <laughs> no. So the Simpsons Road Rage came out two thousand one. Uh, yeah, which is a spin on. Crazy Taxi, where uh, you'd have to transport Simpsons characters around the map uh, to where they need to go in the mm-hmm. time frame, uh, and there's different levels and things, and you had to take down Mr. Burns, uh, who was uh, do- doing something evil in the game. But anyway, the driving mechanics sort of <laughs> came from that game, where uh, pretty much copy and paste. The exact they, they feel the exact same. If you like it and run, it's pretty likely you like Road Rage. In fact, I probably prefer to play Road Rage if I had to pick one just off the bat. Um, it's just crazy fun, especially with okay. co-op. Um, just really fun uh, racing, racing with the time limit. It's really good. But with Hit and Run, uh, the driving, I'd say the driving w- was sort of bolstered a little bit by all of the unlockable vehicles that you could get, um, which there were plenty as long as co- as well as costumes, which we'll get into. But I think, Luke, you've got a list of unlockable vehicles you wanted to go through. Uh, yeah, well, there's or some. there is uh, so so damn many. <laughs> there's so damn yeah, many plenty. Uh, uh, listed. Yeah, so we've obviously got like you get the Simpsons uh, family car, you get the mm. Plow King, you get Duff Truck, uh, we get uh, Cletus's pickup truck, uh, the Electorus. Yeah. Electorus. Yeah, so I believe uh, that is and then, Homer's brother's uh, sort of space sedan car. That's it's from an episode of The Simpsons. I could be wrong. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, yeah, we all, and we get a, the monorail car as well, uh, the Malibu Stacy car for Lisa. Yep. Uh, and it just sort of uh, yeah, Krusty's limo. There's just so many. Like pretty much every iconic vehicle, and even the characters as well from the TV show. Yeah, they all appear in this. Basically, uh, which is really cool because I think if you if you're going to do fan service, uh, I, I love, I, I guess I love games where <clears throat> based on something else where they don't hold back in trying to just service their uh, you know devout fans rather than trying to make things more accessible and you, you know leave out I guess heaps of references 
to the original series mm. that only true fans would get. Yep. Because a lot of a lot of series would do that to try to be more accessible. But yeah, this sort of, this sort of game is is purely just fan service in the in the best kind of way. Yeah. But that being said, that being said, like what eighty eighty percent of our generation is a Simpsons fan. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty easy win, really, when you're trying to um, just chuck in all of these <laughs> little references and everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think my favorite car uh, would be the the Plow King. I don't know anything to do with that episode. Just just makes me happy. <laughs> honestly, it's such a good episode with the out. Oh, it's a it's a great looking vehicle too. Yeah, yeah. Very heavy. With yeah. the uh, well, it's actually it's fun. You could drive the Plow King too because of course in the show. Uh, Homer has the Mr. Plow truck and the Barney is the Plow King. So, I guess it's fun to uh, get to use that vehicle that wasn't necessarily Homer's from the show. Um, mm. But a lot of vehicles like the Plow King in particular, I think, you know, Cletus's truck, stuff like that, a lot of them are you you, you get them by doing missions in the story. Uh, they're not necessarily unlockable otherwise, but there are unlockable cars you can mm. buy and win, I think, from, from certain uh, maybe side races and stuff like that but the yeah like a few of them are a few of them are secret cars like the uh like the monorail car it's a secret a secret car and mm. others can be bought for coins or uh or they're um yeah for, for actual bonus levels yeah or bonus little races and time trials that you that you have to do yeah so for as far as costumes go character costumes you can buy uh, a lot of them from from terminals around the map with your coins and some of them you do earn through missions as well there is tons of costumes that are that are all really good fan service, like the vehicles. And I, I'm not going to list them all, but I did want to list Homer's because Homer's got some really great costumes from uh, from episodes of The Simpsons. He, he <laughs> obviously his normal costume is just his white shirt with the blue jeans, which is his default outfit. Uh, he does have a casual outfit, which is just him wearing a pair of white briefs. That's it. Uh, he has the oh, nice. he has the outfit uh, where he is wearing the muumu. Which is a dress that he wears uh, in the episode King Size Homer. I don't know if you remember that one, but he basically gets really, really fat so he can work from home. And he goes to the store and he's trying to look for uh, look for a big fat guy outfit. And they have this flower printed dress called a muumu. And then Homer says, "I don't want to look stupid, so I'll just take the muumu or something like that." <laughs> he wears a stupid dress the whole episode. Uh, there is that was one of the uh, that was one of the uncanny Simpsons predictions of the future. Yeah. Try to or working everyone working from home. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except he did it because he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is the chosen one uh robe, which is uh reference to his costume he wears in the episode Home of the Grey, where he uh joins the Stonecutters uh, uh sort of secret organization. And he has he has the Stonecutters mark printed on his ass or something like that so he's the chosen one um there is a dirty <laughs> sort of a ripped jacket jeans costume that he wore, wore in trials of horror uh i don't know which one but their segments called the to- the terror of tiny toon i don't remember that there is an <laughs> there is an evil costume which is like a uh red devil bodysuit that homer wears uh it's an evil version of homer that's seen uh in the episode whacking day which is Another great episode. I don't know if you remember. Uh, it's a, it's like a yearly tradition in Springfield where they go out and they whack a bunch of snakes. 
I don't know if you remember that. But they just smack, <laughs> yeah, vaguely, all, they yeah, just smack yeah. all these snakes. And uh, Homer's just really into it. He's just <laughs> full ninjaing around the backyard with a bat. And all this. Oh, it's so funny. Um, and then the final episode is from uh, Treehouse of Horror 4, uh, where Homer uh, has a donut head. He, like he's, his head turns into a donut. I don't know if you remember that mm. from a Treehouse yeah, Horror yeah, episode, yeah. but that's the final Homer costume. So, yeah, some great costumes there. And there's plenty of other <laughs> ones for the other characters too. So, if you ever played it, if you haven't, uh, you'll see them all. Actually, one, the best, uh, one, one, great, cost- one great costume in particular uh, I should mention is Lisa has her Florida costume, which is uh, she, <laughs> she does a school, a school project uh, in one episode where Marge or Homer make her a costume that looks is shaped like the state of Florida and she wears she literally looks like the <laughs> state of Florida and it's this terrible costume I think Homer makes it because it's like a last minute thing and you can wear that in the game very funny <laughs> I was gonna say I reckon that these uh like hearing uh, hearing you recount these uh, like Treehouse of Horror episodes that I said that I liked uh originally the most uh it's funny you like because I still sort of found them spooky, like in a way. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a bit spooky. Like not not bad or scary, obviously. But then you hear about that sort of thing now, like Homer having a donut head. And it's like, well, <laughs> what actually goes through a kid's mind to actually be even mildly uneasy from seeing that? Yeah, I know. I think the episode, Treehouse of Horror, that made me feel uneasy growing up was the one where they uh, there's like a dimensional portal in the Simpsons' house and they go through and they turn into 3D. Homer turns into a 3D character and then he ends up in the real world. And uh, that, yeah, that growing up always honestly did freak me out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that actually, that's probably my, um, my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good episode. Yeah. There is a, there is a Tress of Horror episode too that's a recount uh, sort of of The Shining where Homer plays uh, Jack Nicholson's character, which is a very good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just to t- finish on the gameplay, uh, yeah, there are, like we said, there are bonus missions uh, that unlock new cars for successful completion, uh, and there are also wager races that pay uh, that where you pay a fee. Uh, if you win the race, you get double the earnings for what you paid. If that makes sense. And if you mm-hmm. don't win, yep. you lose everything. Uh, and then the last thing, there are plenty of collector cards uh, sort of scattered through the game. Uh, that depict objects, characters, uh, or different scenes from the series. Uh, and collecting all these cards, and like I didn't know this till yesterday because I never did this, collecting all the cards unlocks an original itchy and scratchy short called 500-yard 500, 500 gash. So, wonder what that entails. I should have I should have watched it. I didn't, but I should have. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's all the <laughs> gameplay. Uh, before we get into the story, going through the story, I know that you played The Simpsons Wrestling uh, growing up as mm-hmm. well. If you wanted to touch on that that love a little bit before we get into it, yeah, yeah. So that was my that was my Simpsons love in video games. So that was on the PS One, mm. and I, <clears throat> I uh, so I played Road Rage and Hit and Run at friends' houses because it was something I was. It's sort of bizarre that like I really loved Simpsons Wrestling, but I when I saw Simpsons, uh, yeah, Road Rage and Hit and Run, I think because I I was hoping to soon play like GTA and all that sort of stuff because like a as you know I'm a year or two behind anyway, so 2005 was already there and it was GTA San Andreas <laughs> and all that sort of thing. 
I was I think I was just sort of had my eyes for that more because I you know as a kid I was like yeah that's a more adult sort of game and I was playing like we spoke about uh, um, recently talking about uh, like Medal of Honor games uh, and loving those. So for some reason, you know, I was far too mature for this nonsense <laughs> that you were playing. Um, so Simpsons Wrestling on the PS One though, that was just a uh, because we I obviously loved wrestling. I was in my you know I rarely got to watch it or anything because I didn't have Foxtel or uh, pay TV. Mm. Uh, but I think this was like my little outlet for having a wrestling game. Yep. Um, because uh, yeah, for some reason I didn't just go grab a WWE game. But, you know. Your hell. loss. Great so, time for uh, WWE games in the early 2000s as well. Like No Mercy and stuff like that, I think. Well, No Mercy came out in 1999 or something. I, I think er- mm. early 2000s, we're talking about uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain and a few other ones like that. Yeah. There were some great SmackDown-based uh, wrestling games for the PS1 and 2. Yeah, No Mercy actually well, only on the- came out on the 64, but yeah. Yeah, well, in the... In the uh- Oh, okay. Well, on a PS1 game, I can't remember, around 2000, I used to love uh, playing as uh, Mankind and Stone Cold and Gold Dust of all, of all people. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> but Simpsons Wrestling was a really very simple but pretty fun uh, brawler. Uh, you're obviously just in a in the in the ring with I think there's uh, 20 characters, and um, I think you I think you end up getting being able to play for about 12 of them or something like mm-hmm. that. Because uh, you can start with your yeah, Homer, Bart, Lisa, Marge, uh, Barney, Krusty, Apu and Groundskeeper Willie. They're the eight you can start yeah, with. Okay. Uh, and they're, uh, they're, all, they're all pretty fun. They've all got their different sort of uh, you know, gameplay balancing. Or, you know, one's heavier in the hitting but slower to move around the ring and so, so on and so forth. And I think Homer's the most... I think Homer was the most well-balanced uh, character and they sort of all rely on their own character perks, uh, uh, characteristics from the show in fighting. Like Barney's all about beer. Like he throws uh, pints at people and burps um, toxic clouds and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, really funny. But then you can unlock characters as you go uh, through boss battles like uh, Bumblebee Man. And he was pretty... He was a, a pretty tough Bumblebee, enemy Bumblebee to beat, Man. It's a cool, fun yeah. character to have in the game. Sort yeah, of it is. He used, he used the, uh, his little chihuahua. And I can actually still hear the bark of that chihuahua in my head right now. It just came to me. That's really annoying. <laughs> just yaps. Uh, and he clotheslines people with his yo-yo, things like that. Yeah, uh, okay. Groundskeeper Wheelie was my favorite starter because he used his uh, rake and he just looked you know, massive and strong. And obviously, as a kid, I was like, yeah, that's sick. Uh, but you can also get Mo, uh, Ned Flanders, Who's the Ned Flanders is actually the most powerful character in the game because um, he's special. One of his special attacks is calling down a a uh, flurry of lightning bolts from God. He gets down <laughs> on his knees and prays, and he uh, just and it pounds them with all these lightning bolts and just destroys them. Do you uh, have a copy of it? Or no? got- oh, I reckon I still have it because that'd be fun. We should play it. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to dig it out. Remember, I had that that fateful. Uh, garage sale when i was in grade five mm. and i sold like half of the games and my ps I feel like everyone's got one of those like, stories it's just a ha- completely heartbreaking 50. thing that you did when you were younger for 50 dollars yeah yeah so who would have thought 50 dollars wasn't much 
when I was an adult. And you would have used it on <laughs> something really stupid as well. <laughs> oh, I probably bought. I probably went to the milk bar and bought all their lollies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, the Simpsons so wrestling all- came from. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it probably came from an arcade. Um, potentially. Mm, I don't know if it's good enough for an arcade. To be honest, it was pretty light on. I don't know. It just didn't seem. Almost. I don't. Know, I don't think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I could. I could be wrong. I know there was a few Simpsons mm. arcade games. There was also the Simpsons skateboarding, which came out in the early 2000s or late mm. 90s. I think on the PS1 as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've never I I've only very briefly played The Simpsons Wrestling. Never played skateboarding, um, mm. but this yeah, uh, I mean, there was plenty of Simpsons games in that in that era. Of course, Simpsons were just absolutely huge. Hmm. Well, yeah, and you pretty much just like you have characters like Professor Frink and Mister Burns, but you actually fight. You use Smithers on his behalf, and he throws the three-headed fish in the <laughs> ring, and it just flops around and trips you over. It's just uh, all these little sort of quirky bits, and I think uh, Kang Kang is the final uh, the final boss. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, Itchy and Scratchy have their own little side thing, but there's no there's no story in it. You just sort of literally just go from one boss to the next. Yep. So it's it's really bizarre, but well, I had I had a lot of fun with it. I know it's actually critically rated as like one of the worst games of all time, but uh, is it? Oh wow, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I just. It's one of those things like Spider-Man 3. You know, we loved it for 10 years and then you go back and find out that literally the entire world hates it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's mate, it, people but... just have problems with the number three. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. But the, but the, I don't know, it's just a really fun game to play and I, uh, I'm forever grateful to have it. And now... If you can hear any scoffing in the microphone, that's because um, <laughs> Harold's come over to say g'day. Harold. And, uh, he's uh, a great dirty boxer. Yeah. So. Can't so, hear him. Uh, have to deal with that's him. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him on. I'll get him on. Harold, come here. Harold, come here. Say g'day. <laughs> oh, listen to him. <laughs> You are disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's an inside look at my life <laughs> at the moment. No, Harold's a great dog. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, he's, he's a good boy. Why don't we get into the Simpsons hit and run story, starting with uh, reading the back of the box like we always do. I'm going to start doing that. It's just, uh, we haven't done that yet? No, we haven't. We're half an hour in, haven't read the back of the box. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. I have the platinum case for this one, which I don't know about you, but these kind of platinum cases where the, bo- the, the cover for the game is kind of surrounded by a border, especially this grey one, makes me sick. disgusting. Yeah. Mm. It's truly disgusting. Anyway, this is the one I have. And at the top, it says, only the best-selling games qualify for platinum. Full stop. So, well done. Simpsons didn't run. All right. Save Springfield by car, by foot, by the seat of your pants. All right. Springfield's biggest (laughs) driving hazards are let loose. Drive yourself crazy in lawless fender benders and chaotic head-on collisions as your favorite Simpsons character. Unbuckle your seatbelt and set out on foot to investigate creepy crop circles and a diabolical conspiracy threatening 
to obliterate Springfield. Drop that donut and grab the wheel. Okay. <laughs> and then in a couple of little uh, side pictures, it says, over 50 mayhem-filled missions, actual voiceovers by The Simpsons cast, uh, authentic story by The Simpsons writers, and bonus unlockables and multiplayer action. So, if you're not pumped Ooh. by that, I don't know what is going on in your brain. Well, uh, I'm glad that the the audience don't have to see that platinum case at least to ruin their excitement. Uh, we'll post it on the Insta. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny actually. Just uh, those uh, those uh, platinum cases. Uh, initially, I thought, oh, it's kind of cool, like they're silver. But then you see the original ones where the actual cover of the game is the full cover. Mm. And it's got the, the just the PlayStation 2 banner. That's when you start to get annoyed, especially when it has the red oval platinum at the bottom, which that one probably doesn't, doesn't, but some did. It doesn't. Thank God it Grosser. doesn't. Well, actually, it gets I worse. think the platinum cases for the PlayStation 3 are red and they look horrendous. Mm. Just absolutely oh, they are horrendous. Yes, they're gross. Yeah. Gross, gross. And gross, I, have gross. The, uh, I have the Simpsons Road Rage uh, case here next to Hit and Run and it's the full normal case. And the difference in the just visual quality for your, for the eyes is tremendous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the game was released September sixteenth, two thousand three, uh, for the PlayStation Two, Xbox, Nintendo GameCube, and Microsoft Windows. Uh, it was published by v- Vivendi Universal, and developed mm. by Radical Entertainment. Those old classic companies we remember so fondly (laughs) well it's interesting that that's a better game than simpsons wrestling and simpsons wrestling was uh developed by activision activision and published by fox i think yeah yeah. okay or thereabouts and so uh they took a step down but a step up at the same time. yeah i mean activision knowing them they probably put four stooges in a basement paying them in chips to make it or something (laughs) <laughs> Not to be unfair to those Stooges, they put in the hard work under. No, if, that were, if that's okay. the if that's the uh, truth, the Stooges <laughs> did extremely well. <laughs> so the four Stooges. So opening uh, the opening scene of the game. Yes, I just want to. Can I just say because I want to? I just want to set up the because uh, I've spoken about how the, the this game sort of shows how times have changed since. Mm. Uh, it was a much simpler time, though. Uh, like it's great, to see, and it's great to see all these characters, all their favorite characters, appearing in this game. So it's a, it's an instant classic still. But it was a simpler time when Apu uh, Nahasapina Pedalon uh, was allowed to be alive and a character mm. without offending anyone. Yeah, I don't so know. That, that's a start. Not only a character, but a playable character. He's given. The, a key role in this. Yeah. He's the only so non-Simpsons like, family character that you get to play as. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm offended and outraged at what happened to him. But because um, I think for those who don't know, he ends up getting written out of the show because he was a racial stereotype and they killed him off. Yeah, I something believe. like that. Like five or six years yeah. ago, I think. Uh, but oh, And obviously, this game isn't as old as the show. I think what this is... 14 years I think it started in 89 it's about 14 years uh, after the beginning of it Mm. so it's well established in pop culture by this point Uh, but when I refer to it as a family friendly game uh, yeah it's incredible how talking of sexy things so frequently as we'll hear in these quotes that we will probably go through uh, 
yeah, how that was a family-friendly G-rated thing to say because even hearing that thing now and for us and we're not exactly, uh, you know, we're adults in this sort of time of change as well. Uh, so, we're not, I guess, necessarily raised mm. in it. But even us hearing that in the game, we're like, ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit yeah. itchy. <laughs> so, it's sort of scary how much how much that's changed. Like when we were 10, we wouldn't have thought a thing about it. Now, it's, we're 27 and 26. Mm. We're like, what the hell? That's too much for yep. us. Old bags. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it's fair to say that there are a few lines in this script that might make you cringe. In 2021. Yeah, I mean, I don't, out of the quotes I write down, I don't think any are too bad. I think I, I, no, I, I tend to find the things I tend to find funny about The Simpsons are like the the really silly lines rather than the topical ones. I don't know. Mm. It's just always the most ridiculous yeah. ones that make me laugh and they're usually just uh, complete fluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we start the game uh, with some sort of flying robotic... Uh, machine i guess it, it, they're wasps or bees or whatever but it's flying around the simpsons house uh we see bart mucking around with his skateboard in the front of the garage marge is concerned at the front door sort of looking up at the camera um and then finally homer uh is asleep on the couch and proceeds to smack down the wasp uh, and then just continues to watch the tv unfazed because he's like because right, it fly it flies in right through the window. Yeah, it flies in, in through the window. In, in front of his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, on the TV, we see Krusty uh, endorsing a new cola named Buzz Cola. <laughs> and he says, he go, he's going through the cola and he says, and this one isn't poisonous to anybody. And then the TV voiceover quickly says, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a to-the-point start for the game, that's for sure. Yeah. Homer says, mmm. Buzz Cola must get Buzz Cola. And then a loading screen <laughs> newspaper shows up. So basically after every level in the game, because it's sort of split into seven, I think, seven major sort of levels. Um, uh, there's like a newspaper that spins onto the loading screen you can read. And I've written down every newspaper title because they're all quite funny. And this one says, local man ruins hot dog eating contest. And then in the sp- small print, it says, disqualified for vomiting and there's a picture of Homer covering his mouth as comic book guy and Letty try to escape. (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. If I I start Mm. cracking myself up during this episode, I apologize because all this stuff just makes me giggle a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, the opening few missions, uh, I'll just go go through them quickly because they're kind of ridiculous. Marge asks Homer to head to the store, like the Quickie Martin grab, some of that, and I, I quote, some of that ice cream with the miniature pies in it as someone ate all the dessert in the house uh, and then Homer replies, uh, must have been one of our kids, probably Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, he does that and then uh, once he gets home, Marge asks Homer to deliver Lisa's science project uh, to the school because it, uh, she left it at home and she, it's, it's the data sci- uh, to log it or whatever. And uh, he, he Lisa can't find the gallbladder and Homer confesses to Lisa that he ate the gallbladder on the way as he got hungry. <laughs> uh, as he's going home, Ned asks, uh, he asks Homer if he's seen any of his belongings that have been stolen, including his lawnmower and rods inhaler. Uh, and Homer 
sort of quickly thinks on his feet with, with his answer when he realised that he stole all of the goods. He says, uh, excuse me, I think I have to go shut some corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And actually, there's that awkward bit in that scene where he... Uh, where Homer's thinking to himself a response, but it's in the same volume of voice and everything. Yeah. And with those creepy 3D characters, he's just standing there just <laughs> yeah. blank yeah. while he's thinking. You're like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> is his mouth meant to be moving? And then I realize, oh, wait, no, he's, uh, he's actually just thinking. I know, they couldn't even put like a sort of some sort of imaginary thinking bubble next to his head to, to show you that he yeah. was just thinking. There's just two characters yeah. standing there dead still with not blinking. <laughs> Uh, Homer, Homer retrieves all of the missing items uh, that he either gave away or or left lying around Springfield uh, for Ned, and he receives a prayer to the Lord as a thank you, which he isn't too stoked about. Marge, Marge then reminds Homer that he has his performance review with Mr. Smithers today at work and that he's late for work, even though Marge asked him to do all these jobs. And Homer sc- screams, <laughs> uh, one of his patented squeals, and then he says, <laughs> he'll find my he'll find my scorpion farm. Then where will my scorpions live? <laughs> uh, and he and he, procru- he proclaims that he must find the only person that can help him uh, solve the matter, which is apparently Lenny. Uh, who who he goes and finds, and Lenny starts talking to Homer about getting a uh, uh, a breakfast churro. And Homer says they've got no time. He needs to find Smithers. And Lenny tells him that he finds he saw Smithers at the Quickie Mart. Uh, and he Homer thinks to find Barney to use the Plow King snow mover. Basically, he wants to borrow the Plow King to run Smithers off the road <laughs> on the way to the power plant. So he doesn't have to do his performance review. Uh, so and and so he doesn't. I think it's so Smithers doesn't realize that he gets there late to work late yeah, or something like that yeah. as well. Yeah. So he finds Barney <laughs> and he says, Barney, can I borrow the plow king? And Barney says, Take whatever take whatever sexy leprechaun. Just don't shoot me with that dart gun. <laughs> <laughs> the dart gun. Is he the dart master? Oh. Dart master. Uh and then Homer, yeah, takes out Smithers on the way to the power plant and says <laughs> He says <laughs> That's what you get for expecting me to do the job which I am paid. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> oh, man. And we all think that. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's sort of the opening uh, opening scene and opening few missions. Uh, we might cut to a little sort of segment break that we've we've had organized. Uh, I think May Quimby has a announcement. Is that correct? Yeah. For some reason, he wanted to have a minute of the show. So, we, we gave it to him and... Uh... Hopefully, it doesn't take too long. All right. No worries. Well, we'll be back shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to hear is a highly confidential broadcast that may cause great embarrassment to one of the Rumble Pack members. We do not share this lightly, but the people deserve to know. Jimbo, is it? Start the tape. Audition number 1,785,362. William. Now, Mr. William, as you know, the key talent of the Simpsons voice acting is being able to voice dozens of characters. I do. So what I'm going to do is say a character's name that you will know, and in their voice you must read back the corresponding line on the script in front of you. 
Clear? Gulp? Good. Okay, here we go. Homer. Mmm. Donuts. Marge. Mmm. Mmm. Bart. Eat my shorts. Lisa. Quit it, Bart. Maggie. Um. Cross failure. Ned Flanders. Oakley Doakley. Comic book guy. Worst day ever. Good. Mr. Burns. Excellent. Professor Frink. Gahoy! Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> the yes guy. Yes! Millhouse. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Marvin the Martian. We need a plutonium space modulator. Good, good. So, uh, do I have the part? Um. Mm. There, the truth is out. Do with it what you must. Now, excuse me while I go and have some clam chowder. Did you uh, know about that? or No. I didn't even know Mayor Quimby existed for real until I heard that. So, uh, but what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When it seemed to go okay. Did, did you get the part? Uh, I haven't least? heard back yet. Oh, well, that's yep. embarrassing. Anyway, we move on because uh, you, you seem to be yeah, red in yeah. the face. So. Yeah, let's just keep talking about the Simpsons hit and run uh, because yeah. we're getting into the main main brunt of the story where each character that we play as has their own sort of little section from here on out. Um, mm-hmm. And we start with Homer, who we, we already were playing as Homer, but this is sort of Homer's proper level coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, we start with Homer on the couch... Uh, with a beer watching the evening news and Kent Brockman is describing a mob that has formed outside May Quimby's office protesting about the strange video recording wasps looming throughout the town. Uh, and this is a... <laughs> I wrote this classic Quimby line. So... <laughs> yes. <laughs> These miniature cameras are an outrage. Spying on our women's dressing rooms bathrooms and locker rooms is unforgivable. I speak for all Springfielders when I say where is the sexy footage? (laughs) 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 Hey, with that, I'd swear you could have been Quimby just then. Maybe. Maybe. No, so funny. That's one of the uh, that was one of those um, one of the quotes I was talking about where the use of sexy again. And you're just like, oh, God, get your head out of the gutter, Quimby, yeah. Quimbles. <laughs> That's just so good. Quimby's one of the funniest characters, actually. Um, uh. Homer tells Marge that Mr. <laughs> Burns... Uh, actually, you know, before we move on, who... I asked you at the start who you, what your favourite episode is. Do you have a favourite Simpsons character, uh, do you think? Well, I think for dialogue reasons... Uh, for a character whose dialogue is always gold, and I was going to uh, touch on him later, but I reckon Snake could be one of my favorites. Yeah, okay. It, mm. Top three at least, because he's 
I just I just find the way he talks like, dude, it's just so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so good. Funny. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just characters like com- comic book guy. Uh, Mr. Burns is obviously a corker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who never gets old. And even, <laughs> I think even earlier in the game, uh, he's uh, Homer's in his, when he, I think before, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just before he sort of, the story kicks off when uh, the main part of the story kicks off where uh, Homer's goes into his office or whatever and he's like, there's a camera in there. He's like, how can I sleep? How can I sleep with that camera? Sexy girls might be watching, watching yeah. me on the internet. <laughs> And then Mr. Burns comes over the PA and says, Mindless drones, return to your ugly families. <laughs> yeah. So I have to go home. It's just so good. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Burns is just like the perfectly removed from society, uh, you know, filthy yeah. rich man. Mr. Burns is probably my favorite Simpsons, Simpsons character. Uh, yeah, mm. if I think back of all the funniest lines from the show, he's probably, uh, his lines would, would uh, stack up the most in my mind. Uh, but I, I also yeah. like, um, I also like Wiggum. Uh, I like, uh, I, obviously Homer is a classic character, but like I think mm-hmm. he's the de facto favorite of everybody. Yeah, but yeah, Mister yeah. Mister Burns is he's probably my favorite character. I'd say, yeah. Mm. Well, I think the best uh, because and we. Because I don't think this episode will have too much character analysis nah. because everyone already knows these characters so well. But Mr. Burns, I think, I think his charm as a character comes from the fact that, like us, you know, like calling calling his employees mindless drones and referring to their families as ugly. Mm. It's it's not even like it's like an like a naivety. It's not even that he's that yeah. arrogant. He literally is just so rich and removed from society. He has no idea how to even <laughs> yeah. interact with people properly. <laughs> So it's like he's almost innocent <laughs> in calling people his, their families ugly, and you just—it's just endearing as much yeah, as it yeah. is like you know uh, as much as it's uh, aggravating <laughs> or disgusting to hear. Yeah. Like it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Burns line is probably at the start of that episode I was mentioning before, where where Homer goes to college and they have the nuclear inspector show up and they they ring they basically ring the um uh the sort of buzzer at the front door. And Mr. Burns picks up and he's like, oh, how dare you interrupt me during nap time or something. And then they're like, oh, we're the nuclear inspectors here at a surprise inspection. And, and Burns goes, oh, we don't uh, we do not do that here. We sell cookies here. Old Burns family cookies. Extra crispy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get out of it. So you, funny. So funny. Yeah. Um, anyway. Back to the story. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Mr. Yeah. Burns now. Even just, even just seeing his body and how disgusting yeah. it is. <laughs> and Smithers is always imagining his body in his dreams and shit. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Homer uh, tells Marge that Mr. Burns, he thinks Mr. Burns is behind the cameras. But Marge asks Homer to get rid of a new violent video game that has hit the streets. Uh, named Bone Storm Two, which is uh, Bone Storm, is a video game in the in an episode of the show that Bar- uh, Bart steals mm-hmm. from the store, and it's sort of an episode where Marge gets disappointed in him. I don't know if you remember that episode, but Marge ends up buying Bart his favorite game, and it turns out to be Lee Carvello's putting challenge or something like that. It's like a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> um, afterwards, Homer returns to spying on his boss, uh, and he he goes and finds Carl for help. And then 
<laughs> he's a bit flustered and Carl goes, hey, Homer, uh, you look like you're having one of one of your trademark adventures. And Homer out of breath just goes, danger, Mr. Burns, mini cameras, black vans. <laughs> That's the whole conversation. That's <laughs> like the whole scene. Um, and then Homer uh, confronts Burnsy out front of his uh, mansion and he finds out that Burns doesn't have any involvement and Burns uh, releases the hounds, which uh, heads into the newspaper loading screen that reads, low-level employee harasses millionaire, hounds released. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of the end of Homer's that- uh, bit for the start of the game because he did have the sort of whole opening section as well. Is that in one of the uh, the loading screen newspaper yeah, clippings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're referring to, and they're uh, and and they're a really funny almost uh, refresher if you're loading in to the game. Similar, we spoke mm. about The Witcher. Yeah, they have those uh, the graphic novel style yep. catch ups. <laughs> it's a bit like that, except some of the some of the uh, the captions are uh, so funny yeah. on these things. Well, which I, I've got one. I wrote, I've got one that I noted. I wrote for later. Uh, on. I wrote yeah. every single one down. There, at the Actual. end of every section, so I've got okay, them all. So you, yeah. Okay, there's we'll a, save it for there's, then. <laughs> there's some really funny, really funny ones. <laughs> so, annoying housewife claims Cola yeah. evil. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. funniest thing about that one, we'll get to it. But the picture of Marge <laughs> is—it's a picture of Marge underneath where she's mid giving birth, and then underneath it says yeah. in brackets, "pictures supplied by husband." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we pick up we pick up playing as Bart uh, here, and Bart and Milhouse have to drive away from Principal Skinner because they're they're getting caught uh, ditching school, uh, and they're trying to reach the reach a store to buy the new video game Bone Storm Two. Uh, unfortunately, Jimbo has bought the last copy, uh, and Kearney's there. He's one of the bullies, and he tells Bart that video games are so late nineties, and illegal fireworks are the current trend. So. Bart goes and starts buying a bunch of fireworks, starting with two kilos of Chinese sky candy from Otto. <laughs> uh, you swing by Moses, Bart, and and let's be clear here: with Bart and Lisa and the other characters you play that aren't adults, uh, they just drive cars around Springfield the exact same way as the adults do. There's no no worries. Yeah, naturally. Uh, Bart, he's this is a cool like this one. Bart, he swings by Mo's to buy fireworks, so he walks in, talks to Mo, and Mo goes, "Sorry, Bart, I can't serve alcohol to, alcohol to a minor. It's not right." And Bart says, "I'm here to buy fireworks." And Mo says, "Oh hell yeah!" yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, he he comes past comic book guy, comic book guy who he calls Jabba the Fat. <laughs> and he asks him if he knows where he can copy, find a copy of Bone Storm 2. And this is what comic book guy replies. <laughs> Do it in his voice. Uh, yeah, I'll try. Yes, I have no time to converse with you. It must. I must be the first to register my disgust on the internet regarding the new McBain film. The action was dismal and the nudity was frustratingly fleeting. It barely got going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's we're talking about Terzan on three complaining yeah, on the internet. That's so good. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah he, he doesn't uh, really help Bart much. Uh, Bart finds Professor Frink outside the Isotopes uh, sports stadium, baseball team, 
and he asks Bart to collect a bunch of uh, sort of parts so he can create his latest invention slash monster. Uh, so he needs to get like a, a radio and a satellite and all this stuff. Uh, eventually, he uh, goes to Dr. Nick to find a blender and Dr. Nick asks Bart to find all of his escaped monkeys. And Bart asks Homer to use the Plowking truck and uh, Bart says, I need your truck, Homer. And Homer says, why should I give you that? And Bart says, because I love you. And Homer says, ha, 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 pay up, sucker. And Bart says, you're charging your own son? Homer says, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh- yeah, Bart calling yeah, Homer, yeah. Homer. It's the most disrespectful father-son relationship <laughs> yeah, of all time. <laughs> Freak asks Bart to destroy a bunch of telephone satellites so that he can clear the frequency channels to run his new monster, the Truckosaurus. Uh, and as Bart narrowly escapes the monster once it's uh, sort of born in the stadium, he is abducted by aliens, a UFO. Uh, and the newspaper Ooh. clipping in the loading screen reads... Bart Simpson disappears in bright light. Family pleads to light. Give back our boy. <laughs> There's a picture of Mar- uh, Marge and uh, Homer in the bottom corner with their fists raised up at the sky. <laughs> yeah. At the light. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's Bart's section. Uh, we, t- we then play as Lisa, uh, who asks comic book guy if he has seen Bart uh, and... Lisa has to retrieve the final copy of the new Itchy and Scratchy Adventures comic. Uh, and comic book guy says, it's the controversial issue in which they finally kiss. <laughs> 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 and then uh, in a pretty funny segment, Lisa runs into Milhouse and uh, starts asking him where Bart might be. And uh, Milhouse kind of sends... Uh, sends Lisa on this wild goose chase to find Bard, sending her to Wally Weasels, Planet Hype, and finally the Springfield sign. And he keeps showing up everywhere Lisa is. And then in the last one, uh, Lisa's like, what are you doing here? Do you know where Bart... Do you even know where Bart is or whatever? And Lisa, Amila says, Lisa, do you have a date for the Harvest Dance? And Lisa says, this is not a good time. And Milhouse screams, it's never a good time. And he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm loving the live read of it because it's uh, it's actually as entertaining yeah, as playing the so. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Apu and Lisa head to the observatory to ask Frink about Bart's whereabouts. Uh, Lisa gets Apu involved, but uh, I think he's just nearby. I can't remember why. <clears throat> and uh, they basically end up finding out that uh, I can't. I can't remember what happens next. I think they find out that Bart's lucky red hat apparently fell out of a black sedan. I think he, uh, she walks past Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, "Oh, sorry, his lucky red hat fell out of a car or whatever." And uh, <laughs> she takes down the bl- black sedan uh, by driving the school bus, which Otto lets her drive just because, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> but there's no sign of Bart. She helps. She then helps Wigan catch Snake, who tells her that he may be down by the docks as government types tend to hang out down there. And then, uh, so she drives to the docks and visits the sea captain, uh, which is a classic character in the Simpsons show, I might add, the sea captain. 
Uh, and he, uh, he, he asks Lisa to deliver her the catch of the day. Mm-hmm. He then tells tells Lisa that he saw Bart being driven in a black limo, stating he was in a he was in a long black limo, and ahoy, there she drove. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Bart apparently got out of the limo after he he wasn't in the limo, and then apparently he got out and boarded a, a docked ship nearby. Uh, and Lisa finds him, and Bart is speaking only in gibberish, like his mind has been uh, destroyed, basically. And the mu- the the newspaper clipping in the loading screen reads: "Mysterious shape found in field." Confused yokel scratches head, and then in and then in the small print it says, "Missing boy found safe, mind erased, pants soiled." <laughs> uh, the um, oh, I just went blank on what I was going to say. Can no worries. Well, we'll keep going. We we then play as Marge, uh, and. Probably my fa- my fa- my favorite line in the game is in this section, so I'm excited to recap it. But uh, so Marge ask asks Chief Wiggum to help to show her the crop circle in hopes of finding a cure for Bart because Bart returns home and he's just speaking gibberish. And Wiggum says, "Ah, that's cute. I'd love to help, but I've but I've got sugar withdrawal real bad." <laughs> he just won't help, and he says the donut shops close or something. Uh, Cletus tells Marge to try around the graveyard to ask old folks about the crop circle and she finds Hans Moleman and he says, shh, I'm hiding from the police. If the police find me out past curfew, they'll throw me in jail. I can't survive another night in jail. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Grandpa. Uh, So, this is, yeah, this is my funny, funniest line. So, uh, one of the funniest lines. So, Marge goes to Grandpa to ask about the crop circles and Grandpa says this. I don't know if I could do a Grandpa accent, but I will give it a go. Um, <laughs> I actually don't even know how to speak like Grandpa. <laughs> I can't tell you about the crop circles right now. Those lousy renegades stole my pills. Without my egg relief, I'll start fighting nurses. You don't need the lawsuit. You done done Dan Rickett mm, crop circles and black relief. Uh, foof. Much <laughs> <laughs> just says, "Oh dear," but that's th- that's not his. Fu- oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh dear. dear, but that's not his, that's not his funniest line. It's coming up. So Marge huh. confronts Nelson about stealing the meds. Who tells her they sold it to a man in a black vehicle, uh, and Marge runs their vehicle down and brings them back to Grandpa, who instantly falls asleep upon taking them. And uh, we sort of go into a cutscene here. Marge wakes up Grandpa up, <laughs> Grandpa, and says, just tell me about the freaking crop circles, which what she says. And then this is what Grandpa says. <laughs> there I was surrounded by Tojo and his Nachi henchmen, and w- when one of them, a raccoon as I recall, hits me with a banjo, <laughs> now I never reason with the raccoon, let alone a Nazi one, so I... <laughs> Marge cuts him off and says... Grandpa, what does this have to do with the crop circle? And Grandpa says, Not a thing. Where was I? Right. The first time I rode in a water car, <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> yells, Crop circle. And Grandpa says, All right, all right. <laughs> he just wakes up and just tells this crazy story about a raccoon hitting me with a banjo. <laughs> 
and, and I think it's pretty clear uh, already that the, the dialogue in this game is so damn good that even that without these cutscenes and this humor, it would probably be a like a very like dull game. Well, not dull, but so much less of what well, it is. I mean, what what you're so actually much- doing in the game is. Uh- pretty sh- simple and straightforward like you're just driving here and there collecting things and running into other cars like you know you don't do anything that exciting so without the dialogue uh behind it it would yeah it would be pretty plain yeah it will in, in a similar vein to the the uh, south park uh role-playing games that you know stick mm. of truth and uh the fraction the fractured but hole. the fractured but yeah but whole yeah <laughs> that um the scripting, like that, the scripting is basically straight from the show, obviously from the writers, as yep. you said. So it's uh, it's easily the the feature of the game. It's it's better than the gameplay, which is the gameplay is good, but the dialogue is so damn yeah, good. for sure. I mean, if this game was made, uh, if the same game was made here, but it didn't use the Simpsons universe and characters, it would be terrible and not remembered by a single person. Oh, so. definitely, yeah, and. Like imagine if the dialogue was just a, you know, like with those three with three D characters, if we had the cutscenes where they just stood there and said, mm, "What are you doing?" Oh, I don't know, and then you know, like those sort of old mm. games where it was literally like five words yep. at a time, but, but they didn't actually flesh out the dialogue or try to make it funny. If it was like that, it would be one of the most uncomfortable watches and plays <laughs> of all time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so. Grandpa does describe the crop circle to Marge, which turns out to be in the shape of the Buzz Cola logo uh, that was on the cans at the mm. Quickie Mart uh, and on TV with Krusty. Marge asks Bart about it, who snaps out of his trance. He says, blah, 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 blah. That's the alien mind control cola. They gave us tons of it on the alien spaceship. They're using it to make the town go crazy. <laughs> 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 and Marge uh, then decides to take down Buzz Cola, but is chased by Wiggum on the way home. And this is what Wiggum says while they're driving: "You took my precious c- cola, Marge. It's the only thing that gives me the courage to take off my shirt in the station locker room. You're going down." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, go on. I was just going to say it's it's nice to. Uh, to see you be able to just reel off this whole thing. It's like the ultimate, your, your ultimate uh, Simpsons catharsis you've been waiting yeah. for for so long where you can you can actually just vent all of these quotes and characters and have a laugh without anyone having to talk back. You know, you can, you, it's just all your your time, our time, yeah. but your time. I'm glad. It's, it's nice, nice to, to see. say these things out loud, honestly. And then laugh at the, <laughs> you know, the thing I said, laugh at myself and the like, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the newspaper clipping here says uh, in the loading screen, exciting new cola gains popularity. Uh, and then in small print underneath it says, cola is great, says Cola Institute. <laughs> and then uh, in the <laughs> bottom corner it says, yeah, annoying housewife claims cola evil and uh, photo supplied by husband of Marge giving birth. So, yeah, that's a really funny one. <laughs> yeah. As uh, as almost misogynistic as you could uh, hope <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> But obviously, yeah. tongue in cheek. So the game's not actually that long. We're sort of getting close to the end now. We've only got a couple, couple more levels. But the next level we play is Apu, which uh, I think uh, pretty unexpected when you're playing the game. But when, but when you look at the front cover of the game, 
uh, he's the only non-Simpsons family character on the front cover. So, there is a tip-off there, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't know until you played it. He's feeling guilty for selling the evil cola uh, after finding out from Marge. So, he drives to a cola factory and finds nothing, trying to find one of the trucks. He is worried that if he does not redeem himself, and I quote, he will be reincarnated as a sea cucumber or worse, a land cucumber. <laughs> and look, just to- Lebanese or continental. <laughs> just to just to say, I'm not going to try and do Apu's accent. <laughs> I'm just going to read through it because because even if I try, I will butcher it. You'll be you'll be well, you'll yeah, be cancelled. That too. If you attempt so it. he he does uh, he does run into Johnny <laughs> Tightlips, uh, who's a, one of the mobsters, and he, and he says, "Hello, stereotypical Italians. Please tell me the source of the evil collar." <laughs> And Johnny, Johnny <laughs> Tight Lips tells him that they know nothing except that the vans are controlled by mysterious strangers. Uh, Apu suddenly remembers his fatherly duties and has to pick up the octuplets that he has uh, from Dr. Hibbard. There seems to be an emergency, though. The babies are going to wee all over Hibbard's floor. Uh, so Apu <laughs> must grab enough diapers to clean up the mess and, mess and asks Mr. Homer if he has a large vehicle he can use to bring all the diapers, which he uh, he buys the Plow King off Homer, does that. Anyway, Apu then asks mm-hmm. Krusty for information on the trucks being delivered to the evil cola and Krusty tells him to follow a professional scumbag uh, and he'll have better luck if, you know, you look American, which is the quote from, from <laughs> Krusty. <laughs> and, there is, and there is an outfit in the game you can buy. I think it actually is required for the next mission where Apu is wearing uh, an Isotopes baseball shirt and a cowboy, big cowboy hat. So, he actually wears a full Americanized uh, outfit in the next mission. Uh, That's right. It's like a big yeah. tower hat too. <laughs> it's like two feet tall, two feet tall yeah. on top of his head. Uh, and he, asks, he, he goes and asks Snake uh, if he knows who's driving the black vans. And Snake says that he has a friend of the DMV who has the information but it turns out to be uh, a false lead after after Apu gives Snake his wallet. And Apu walks back outside and he says to Snake, Sir, the folder is empty. To rob me is one thing, but I never expected you to lie. <laughs> 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 and this is actually a really good uh, scene, I reckon, like a good partnership. And this is why I like Snake so much. Like some of his dialogue in this, especially with Apu, because Apu's so like innocent and to the point, like really snappy sentences. And uh, Snake's like really like a drooled out sort of surfer mm. dude almost, even though he looks yeah. like a redneck. It's just a really good, really good dynamic between yeah, the two. Yeah, they do have a good dynamic in completely, the show and the game. Com- and completely unlikely, like you said, you're sort of thinking we're just going to be playing as the Simpsons characters and then Apu gets his sort of uh, his moment in the sun and then Snake's his partner <laughs> yeah. of all people. It's really good. So, uh, Snake eventually tells him the information that the vans are connected in some way to the Springfield Museum. Uh, and Apu speaks to Bard, who actually happens to be standing right next to them at the time. Uh, and he says, Oh, Mr. Bart, I have discovered that the evil collar is being made in the Springfield Museum. And Bart says, But that's closed in five minutes. And Apu says, And my car is out of gas. Bart says, Just fill it up at the Quickie Mart. And Apu says, At those prices, no way. 
<laughs> and Bart says, all right, fine, we'll take my car. <laughs> yeah. Take his car. So, so they make it over to the museum uh, where they're confronted by a living skeleton of a dinosaur in the lobby uh, and it is destroyed as Bart trips on a power plug. It's just all in a cutscene. That's right. Because the because it's got an ast- there's a meteor over its head which is the source yeah. of all the buzz cola and it drips down onto the T-Rex's head yeah. and animates yeah, it. Yeah, basically. Somehow. <laughs> uh they then look through like a sort of window grate uh in the museum and they find Kang and Kodos who are in a bath, bathtub, bathtubs. Uh and it t- yeah, Brushing and it turns teeth. out they've been secretly filming an interla- intergalactic reality show in Springfield. And uh, this is uh this is their conversation. Uh, it goes so, Ka- so Kang, <laughs> I'm going to introduce the evil cola into the water supply. People will go mad. And Kodo says, I like it. And Kang says, <laughs> Kang says, <laughs> then, we do- <laughs> then we distribute laser guns at the Squidport tourist area. And Kodo says, I like it. And Kang says, the cola man and humans will go berserk. Kodo says, I like it. <laughs> Kang says, uh, destroying themselves and their town. <laughs> and Kodo says, delivering big, big space ratings for foolish earthlings. Uh, and then they both uh, evil laugh. So, funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. totally and then uh, Apu and Bard are speaking and Apu says, we've got to prevent the aliens from putting laser guns in cola drunk townspeople. And Bard says, ha ha, why? That sounds hilarious. I'd watch that show. And Apu says, I tell you what, you're a bad little boy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of that Uh, uh, level. Well, really, the fact that the aliens are filming this moronic town for their own reality TV show, which is, as you said, called Foolish Mm. Earthlings, uh, is that uh, it just makes total sense. Yeah, it's kind of genius, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a show, the show within the show. It's like uh, Seinfeld where they, they there's the whole uh, storyline where they're, um, Jerry and George are trying to actually write a show about nothing and it's about them, their own characters in a show, which is the entire show what yeah. that's about already. <laughs> so, and, uh, but I wonder if they would call it The Simpsons. They maybe, maybe in this, uh, I mean, it's called Foolish Earthlings, but maybe it was could have been called The Mill Houses. Yeah, maybe. Change it up a bit. Yeah. The Van Houtsons. Milhouse Van Houten. Oh, my God. That's his first yeah. name. I, uh, but I can't even remember the last name. <laughs> so, we're both doing unwell here. Um, unwell. <laughs> doing, doing unwell. <laughs> doing poorly, I should say. Uh, the newspaper. Uh. The newspaper <laughs> clipping <laughs> in the loading screen <laughs> uh, reads, Crusty at Squidport today for collaboration. <laughs> uh, and then in small print in it with a picture it also says Krusty vows to fight paternity suit <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> two sides to Krusty so we play as Bart yeah. here again uh, and Apu is sort of gone out of fear he doesn't want anything to do with it anymore and Bart asks Otto to drive him to the Krusty show studio to warn Krusty about the evil cola uh, and Barney, uh, Barney's there, who is apparently the set's security guard, and he tells him Krusty is at the Squidport, and he freaks out, saying, Oh, no, I haven't had a duff in two hours. My life is over. Ah! <laughs> oh. 
Krusty gives Cr- Krusty <laughs> gives Bart nothing, uh, and jokes that he'll never get inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, as that's as unrealistic as the cola story, apparently. <laughs> Frink then tells Bart that he heard through his plutonium CB radio that that say plutonium correctly, Will. Plutonium. No, no, the way you normally say it. Plutonium. Is that what you want? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they are hiding the lasers in the duff trucks. Uh, Bart Bart then takes one down and he takes the working laser gun to Krusty. Skinner tries to stop Bart, uh, though, on his way as he is going against the school's zero-tolerance policy on lasers. <laughs> Bart shows Krusty the laser, uh, but Krusty already let them set up free laser gun stands in the studio. Uh, so, Kearney gives Bart a supercar that was owned by a supervillain who apparently used it to conquer the East Coast. <laughs> right, uh, and he uses it to destroy the free laser stands. Bart then t- goes to Homer uh, and he tells them that they are taking over the Duff Brewery and using it to store the laser guns. And Homer says, what? This is Duff's worst disgrace since Duff Ice. It's time to use my secret weapon. <laughs> Remember when I told you I sold my car so you could go to college? Bart says, yeah. And Homer says, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> So, you drive over to the Duff factory, uh, but are too late because Kang and Kodo speak from their UFO. Kang says, the lasers were only the beginning. And Kodo says, even now, our all-purpose evil cola is spreading underground into your water supply. It will wake the dead. Zombies will wake from the grave and devour the living. Kang says, and our ratings will rise. Rise! To levels unseen since the heyday of evening shade. And then they both evil laugh again. (laughs) And then the uh, newspaper clipping reads, Aliens invade Springfield and in small print, evil cola causes dead to rise from grave. And then in small print down in the corner, it says, it's got a picture of Dr. Nick. And it says, local brain wholesaler reports surge in business. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So, just to go back, so it's it's uh, it's Milhouse, Mussolini, Van Houten, Van Houten. Houten, yeah, Van Houten, Van yeah. Houten. So, what my suggestion was, they could have called the show the no, Van. No, I like the Milhouses actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking that's his surname. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So Idiot. this is the last uh, level of the game. Uh, where he plays Homer, and the whole town uh, is now like zombified. Kind of looks like a, kind of looks like a big dress up of Halloween if the whole town went went Halloween style. But um, there are sort of zombies walking mm. around. Lisa says, "Dad, the zombies are on the way. Shouldn't we do something?" And Homer says, "Not now, Lisa. I'm listening to the baseball game." And then Br- Ken Brockman on the TV's co- commenting on the baseball, and he says. It's the top of the seventh, and oh my god, zombies! They're devouring the crowd, and now they're eating my brain! Ah! (laughs) Uh, Homer takes first aid kits from Flanders, boards for windows from Cletus, 
and then a chainsaw for defense from Mo. <clears throat> and Mo uh, says, you know, well, if you take the chainsaw, what will I do? And Homer says, Mo, 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 shouldn't the weapons, shouldn't the weapons go to the people who have loved ones? And Mo says, ah, yeah, I guess so. And Homer says, I think I made my point. Mo says, better go comb my hair before the zombies get here. Ah, uh, my life stinks. comic book guy uh tells homer to get a zombie car to defend against the zombies uh so and then homer goes to frink for answers but frink tells him he has figured out the enemy's weakness nuclear waste uh so he has placed a nuclear barrel uh from the power plant on the back of the car of his car and he plans to send it up the tractor beam of the ufo to destroy the ship uh, as they drive towards it, Homer jumps out of the car, but Frink doesn't, and he's, and he's destroyed in the explosion. And he says, uh, "I can't. How do you do a Frink voice? Can you give me a whirl? How do you do Frink?" Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to try. He says, "Nice alien craft." Now, just to get out of the way, and tractor beam. Oh, it's sucking me up. <laughs> <laughs> Homer goes to visit Mr. Burns for more <laughs> nuclear waste barrels and he goes into Burns' office and B- Burns says, Ooh, Odds Bopkins, is that you, Merryweather? Come to haunt me again? I killed you once. <laughs> and then Homer cuts him up and says, Mr. Burns, it's me, Homer Simpson. And Burns says, So you're not the ghost of my former partner? Wow, that was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he gives... This is a great free show for me, just so you know. What was that? This is a great yeah, free yeah. show for me. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of talking. <laughs> not in a not not no, in no, a no, bad it's way. great. Not <laughs> yeah. No, you're yeah. the fan. You're the I, super I am fan. fanboying out right now. He Homer yeah. uh, Burns gives Homer a map of where he has buried nuclear waste barrels all over Springfield because, of course, he has. In fact, funnily enough, in the monorail episode, uh, which is yeah probably my favorite episode, the reason that they uh, end up getting the monorail is because they find out that Mr. Burns has been storing nuclear barrels uh, of acid waste in tree trunks in Springfield. They've been dig- like opening the trunks and sticking the barrels into them. And then there's like a scene where they look into the park. It's just all these trees. There's just barrels sticking out of trees because he's hiding them. And then they they find Mr. Burns two, $2 million or something like that. And then they use the money to buy- to build the monorail. So, that's where that starts. Um Homer sends his car into the UFO with a nuclear barrel attached, uh, which does some damage. He convinces Snake to let him use his car uh, and then Grandpa. Uh, the UFO then comes crashing down in front of the school and Homer says, Eat nuclear death, you effeminate-looking space wads. <laughs> Imagine that, scared of some harmless <laughs> nuclear waste. So very harmless. And then the camera pans around behind Homer where he's grown a third arm. and uh kang walks out of the ship and says that fortune teller was right i do end up dying in a spaceship crash (laughs) all right (laughs) uh and news the newspaper clipping for the final time uh which is the space variety newspaper now so space newspaper reads foolish earthlings finale is number one uh, and in small print space rating soar so that's the end of the game. There is one ending scene, which I wrote down here, but that's the whole game. 
uh, yeah, you all of a sudden just send the UFO crashing down with some nuclear barrels and then it's over. But uh, in the mm. endings... Well, you have to... Sorry, you have to use one car and launch it up. Like, you have to... Let's go jump up to hit the car, don't you? Or, no, use the tractor beam. Drive it yeah, into yeah, the tractor yeah, beam. Yeah, you basically... And then you have to go get another car, then another yep. car. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. So, you, you first use Frank's car and, and up with the barrel... And then Homer uses his car and then Snake's car and then Grandpa's car. And you have to attach mm. barrels on the back of them and send them flying up the tractor beam, yeah. Is that on a time trial? Uh, potentially, I'd time say so, yeah. Yeah, most things yeah. are in this game. Because the time trials in this... Yeah, the time trials in this game are pretty fun, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not testing at all. Some of them are quite difficult, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like with the... With the having to avoid damage... Then if you're carrying the nuclear waste, you got to make yeah avoid damage, but then do it in a certain time, and people are chasing you and trying to ram mm. up your ass and all that sort of thing. Like while you're driving yeah, around, yeah. yeah. The uh, ending scene of the game. So Lisa says, "Dad, I'm really proud of you for rescu- rescuing us from the alien invasion." And Homer says, "Did that really happen? I thought it was a bad dream after eating too many raw hot dogs." And March says, "No, <laughs> homie, you're the town hero." And Homer says, sweet. And the ninja babysitters? Was that real or a hot dog dream? And Lisa says, hot dog dream. <laughs> hot dog <laughs> and dream. And Bart says, dad, your fans want you outside. And Homer says, fans? And he stands up and opens the front door to see many uh, space aliens like Kang Kodo standing at the uh, front of the Simpsons house. And he says, oh, those mm. fans. And then he uh, flexes at the front door as the crowd cheers. Uh, and the... Uh, camera pans up into the sky where we find Kang and Kodos uh, with angel rings in heaven and he says, uh, Kang says, at least our show was a success and Kodos says, why did we go to earth heaven when we died? And Kang says, at least we don't have to sit through the video game credits and the credits begin to rise from the bottom of the screen and Kang says, no! <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's it that's the Simpsons that's awesome. in run I just recap the whole game yeah well done that was that was as entertaining a recap as you could get though because it's all it's basically like watching an audio listening to an audio play of the uh, of one of the episodes yeah. you haven't heard before <laughs> and of course so, we don't exactly the- plan to uh, spend every episode of this podcast literally just recapping the story of a game. I think with this one in particular, it was not a lot we could say about character because the characters are so well known mm. as they are, and uh, the game's yeah not really built on crazy character narrative or anything like that. So, well, I mean, it is with mm. the, the writing, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, but it's a really it's a it's a pretty fun game, and it's honestly it was. Like, I really respect the effort that they put in, especially Vivendi Games, mm. you know, like a studio we don't know about. Like, imagine how much their eyes would have lit up when uh, Fox contacted them saying, I want to make a Simpsons game. Yeah, definitely. Game. Like, the biggest franchise. It would have been daunting mm. as hell for sure. But um, but obviously, given that they had, the, you know, that the writers were from the, from the uh, show and obviously the voice talent as well, the, the game pretty much writes itself in that sense. Uh, but I really respect the effort they put into the world given it was, yeah, pretty much an experimental kind of game um, being based on a TV show back then. And especially if you see uh, 
being a being a cartoon TV show, it's always a risk making it like a three D yep. game. Uh, so the South Park game, which I alluded to earlier, they've pretty much used the exact same art style as the mm. show. So it's literally just like the cutout sort of style animation with a bit yeah, of depth yeah. to it. But but for this, uh, they just went full three D, and like we said, it's really it's really quite awful and awesome at the same time. <laughs> I think the game, the gameplay, it's awesome in, but when they're trying to do cutscenes and things like that, it's uh, pretty bad. So I think, but I, but I wonder if you know if they did say cartoon like the show cutscenes, it probably would have lost its humor in a sense as well because it wasn't watching these deadpan characters just punch out these funny lines is actually it actually worked <laughs> yeah. really well. It would have lost. Way. It would have lost its humor. It's I sort think. of you're right. Yeah, yeah, because it sort of shocks you when these when these real uh, boring. <laughs> emotionless characters just pump out this humor. It's actually like makes it so much better because you're not yeah, expecting it. Definitely, definitely. I think the sign it's a sign of the times uh, in in the, yeah the early two thousands, uh, late nineties that every game that came out was trying to do the three D thing because because three mm. D uh, gaming was so new from uh, I think yeah nineteen ninety six with the the N sixty four being the sort of catalyst for it all. I think. Um, that in the PS One, mm. but the um, yeah, every game series was trying to do the three D thing when they probably didn't even need to. So I think this is one of those circumstances where they just push forward with three D, uh, even if it meant that the game may look visually less pleasing than something in, than some other form they could have made it in. But I don't think they could have made this in any other way. Now that we've got it, especially with the GTA sort of um, uh, aspect to it, the driving. And everything it really wouldn't have worked any other way so i'm glad they did i'm glad they made the game um and yeah that's it's it's fun it's funny yeah mm. well i actually just realized as well that like grand theft auto 3 actually did come out 2001 and that was the sort of first open worldy third person shooter that had mm. sort of come out like to and, and the scale that it was as in a whole city you could just drive around uh so uh, and I think two years before that, and this that was the PlayStation Two, but two years before that on the PlayStation One, it was basically um, top down. The GTA games were top down, just driving games yep. basically. So that sort of big jump, like talking about how three uh, D, the three D platformers or free roamers came into fashion, it was almost from <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto doing it. And I think if you look at in Grand Theft Auto Three, it was it. It aged pretty well originally, especially with sort of spin-offs coming from it on the PS2 in the few years after. Um, but it's sort of a, uh, um, I don't know, I think people still look at that as the real game changer and you can sort of see why when, you know, even The Simpsons are trying to make it a mm. game similar. And and it, and it worked. It, it worked really well. Uh, I just... Uh, yeah, I don't really know at that time if they could have made a better game like yeah. this. To be honest, I think they did really yeah, well. Yeah, no, they they definitely did, and it's a I think a cult favorite Simpsons game as well, and mm. probably something that will end up getting remade eventually uh, because of the crowd outcry for that. I think they made they remade um, a game last year or this year, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, uh, which was a yeah three D platformer <laughs> from the same era. They remade that recently, so. I could see them remaking this, although maybe changing a few dialogue lines. 
But uh, and what you know, can they yeah. remake it with Apu now? You know, who knows? So, I mean, I don't really mm. care if they remake it or not. It's, it doesn't really bother me, t- to be honest. But uh, it, it might happen. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to ask you, sort of a burning question. Uh, what hot, what hot, hot. Uh, you know? I think in the early two thousands. Speaking of Simpsons and SpongeBob and everything like that. There were so many licensed video games where, and, and we actually used to play them all the time where we'd play a game based on a TV show or, or, or a movie that we'd watch. Like they would come out. If you look at the library for the PS2 and the GameCube and things, probably 50% of, of them are just licensed TV video games and mm. you don't really see that much anymore or you don't really see the demand for something like that. So, what, you know, what happened? What, what changed? Like why then w- w- did we... Re- accept that and why now would we want nothing to do with it i know well it's kind of bizarre isn't it it's like with um the marvel cinematic universe with phase one they released a co-released a video game based on each movie pretty much straight away oh up i mean at least with iron man thor and captain america they gave them all a crack yeah and captain america i didn't play it but it was real i think they based it off the the batman arkham uh, fighting hmm. style, that sort of fighting system. So apparently it was pretty good. It just it wasn't uh, quite the same standard, obviously, but apparently it was okay. And Iron Man, I think even they went to Iron Man two, and that was a really cool, uh, yeah, third person shooter style game where you're literally flying around as Iron Man. Apparently it handled really poorly and it just hmm. wasn't a good game. But like, imagine if they nailed that now. And I, I haven't. Well, neither of us have played the new, the latest Avengers no. game. That sort of, that's that sort of pay to play uh, style of game we've yeah. spoken about before is the re- is the reason we're not playing it yet. Maybe one day we will when it's all opened up and included in one neat package. But yeah, I'm the, not sure about that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I don't know why they stopped it. I think it's maybe because of the new consoles with the with the graphical requirements and the sort of time needed to make a game actually worth it isn't um, given, probably mm. given that the in, everyone looks up reviews on the internet now, which is yeah. a lot quicker back then. Everyone just went, oh, there's a game out. I'll just play it without even seeking a review on it. So, the, I think if they know that they rush a game out in one year, it won't be good and it'll be uh, slandered from the get-go mm. because they won't, I don't know. It's a, those sort of... And I know this wasn't this wasn't uh, like Simpsons Hit and Run wasn't released side by side with a movie with a deadline. They just probably said they could release it whenever because Simpsons just keeps mm. going. But for movie based video games, uh, yeah, I just think it was too high of a risk for uh, and too hard to actually make a really good game because nine out of ten of them were pretty awful. But PS One games like Tarzan and Hercules and all that sort of uh, those Disney games, especially, I love them. Hmm. They were great fun, but I, I just think maybe they could just pump them out. Quicker yeah, it's then. just yeah, it's just strange that even the uh, perception of playing a game based on a, a TV sort of franchise now almost feels like you'd look down on it. Like if you know if if there was hmm. if they were making a game. All of a sudden, based on uh, some, uh, I don't know what what a good example would be, but I doubt we would go for it over something mm. original and and unique. Uh, I don't know, but but back in the day, we probably would have jumped on things like that. And I'd say it probably was normal for 
people to do that, not even just kids. Like, obviously, we were kids when this came out, but I'd say young adults probably still jumped on these kind of games as well. Uh, I don't know. It's just strange that they've mm. just sort of disappeared. And uh, it's I wouldn't say it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a, a thing that has happened in the sort of transition in gaming. Mm. And, yeah, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what do we watch now that would be a good video game? You know, like Altered Carbon could be cool, but that's sort of cyberpunk. And then you get uh, Game of Thrones and that's pretty much Witcher 3. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we you know, don't like watch as many uh, shows like The Simpsons anymore. I think uh, mm. I think the the games, the shows like The Simpsons or um, SpongeBob or you know a movie like Toy Story, they got games. I suppose they were sort of they trans transitioned to games easier because of their sort of um, light theming. Um, and fun sort of animated characters. So, it's, it makes sense. Making a game based on Altered Carbon would be uh, quite a challenge. But, yeah. Anyway. Mm. Do you have a any question for me or? That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I do. Of course I do. Do you think I've bided my time like this just to come in with like a wet lettuce leaf <laughs> at the end with nothing to offer? I, I want to ask you, if you had one Simpsons character... If you had to choose one Simpsons character to be the star of their own video game or live action <laughs> TV show in a spin-off series where it's focused on them, not necessarily the whole cast of the TV show, who would it be? For, for some reason, my first, uh, the first character that came to mind then was Mo. Uh, I think because the because his bar, like because he runs a bar, I think that's a that could be a great uh, starting point for many. For many interactions and many different new characters and uh, sort of story quests coming through the bar, I think uh, a mm. spin-off show with Mo running the bar, meeting meeting people, even you know finding love finally and and things like that would would be a nice oh. a nice thing to watch and 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 that also uh, gives chance for interaction with a lot of the core characters and even new new characters. Uh, and you know, I mean, I guess you could make a bar management simulator as Mo, a video game. But uh, <laughs> as far as a video game uh, with a character, probably, hmm, jeez, that's a t- that's tough for for a game. Mo Mo for a show would be good. You could mm. do a pl- you could do a well, sorry you could do a management simulator uh, as Mr. Burns running the power plant. That's not that doesn't even sound that realistic because workplace simulator games exist already. You could theme it around the power mm-hmm. plant and stuff. Keep the plant running. Yeah, could be cool. Yeah, yeah like it. could that be that. Could be a good yeah. fun. Uh, well, good at least with game. Mo. Mo oh, I think with at least with Mo as well, he's got that the baseball bat or whatever with the plank with the screws and nails coming yeah. out of it. <laughs> so he's got that. He's got the he's got the gameplay. Mm. He's ready to brawl <laughs> if need be. But no, I, I reckon Mo as a TV show would be really cool because I reckon. You'd be able to couple in his sort of side of it, like, you know, any of the standard interactions that happen in his bar, like Barney could be the yep. side character and the uh, the mobsters that come into it would be yeah, really definitely. interesting. Uh, you could also have a game that's like a sort of detective slash action game where you play as Wiggum solving crimes around <laughs> yeah. Springfield, which would be very solving funny. Crimes. Very Wiggum funny solving game, crimes. Very funny game, Solving crimes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Ah, no, I like like those responses. 
quick on my feet with them. Oh, one. I don't know why. It just came to me straight away. I've I've never thought about yeah. it in my life. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Bang! I, I can handle the heat. T- turn up Bang. the heater, can. buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the heater. Get me yeah. warm. Well, that was yeah. That was a good chat about the Simpsons. I'm glad we. I, I'm glad we did this episode so I could just gush about the Simpsons and so we could go through a bunch of funny yeah. lines. But we move on. We move to episode on. twenty. Next the big two zero. We've hit twenty. It it's it suddenly seems like we've done way more. We have because we've yeah, done yeah, we a had that. couple we're, of bonus ones. We've done the indie rumble. We have done a few more mm. than twenty. Technically, we've probably done about twenty five all yeah, up. You're right. But as far as the core weekly episodes, we're up to number twenty, and it's a big mega episode. Oh, about about Batman. Bad Arkham man. City. Bad Batman Bad Arkham man. City next week. Uh, we did Batman Arkham Asylum back in episode two. So if you haven't heard that one yet, uh, go back and check it out. Uh, we really enjoyed talking mm-hmm. about that back then. Uh, and we're, we're going to be 18 episodes later uh, and we can actually speak now. So the Batman Arkham City episode is mm. going to be a cracker. <laughs> and because it's a mega episode, which happens every 10, we're going to go real deep dive into it. It's going to be pretty long episode might might even split into two parts we'll see mm-hmm. how long we talk for so really excited yeah yeah can't wait because this is a oh for us in the top five sort of real defining moments probably in our video gaming mm-hmm. career i reckon in terms of what just blew our minds in in some ways how yeah, it doesn't have to be violent and graphical and all or, you know it's violent but it doesn't have to be like really uh dark and twisted to capture our story minds almost. It just uh, has some really good cliffhangers and really good plot twists in it and just really well-constructed and almost got choreographed, uh, you know, boss battles and all that sort of stuff that just uh, uh, some moments in that game blew our minds and still do, really. It's one of the the epic games you could play, honestly. Mm. So, looking forward to that next week. Anything, any last words, Luke? Well, follow us on Facebook at Rumble Pack Podcast yep. and on Twitter and Instagram at Real Rumble Pack because we post so much tasty content. That's <laughs> uh, uh, it's hard to miss. Uh, yeah, we sure do. Right, right. Well, that was fun. I will see you thanks next for, week, Luke. And thanks for letting us into your, your big open Simpsons heart, Will. It was a pleasure to hear you giggle your way through one of your favourite uh, yeah, franchises. Yeah, no worries. I'm already, ex- so, already excited so to much. talk up a bit more Simpsons in a later episode some way. So, yeah, looking forward yeah, to it. For sure. Righto, bye All everyone. Right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Willie.